We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. you date me a podcast where me nicole byer tries to figure out how she's still single even though i will kiss your butt four times every night if you ask me to <laughs> my <laughs> my guest today you know her you love her she's got so many credits i had to pull up her dang imdb page uh. <laughs> you know her from kevin from work an episode of life in pieces uh, the, uh, 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 the return of the Mac, Adam ruins everything, grandmother's gold, alone together, a TV pilot I saw the taping of but didn't go to air so close, the cool kids, I feel bad, ooh, baby, it's Poonam Patel! Poonam. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. What a treat. What a dream. How are you today? I'm good. Um, I was telling you earlier, my mom's in town, so Mm -hmm. it was nice to have something to do where I'm like, I gotta go. I'm a busy working actor. I have to go. I'm a busy working actor. I have to go talk about my love life Yeah. on a Saturday afternoon. She's like, what is a podcast about? Well, I had to first explain to her what a podcast is. Oh, that's so funny. And then she was like, what radio channel can I hear it on? And I was like, forget it. That's so adorable. It was very sweet. I don't think she still understands it, which... As I was explaining it, it's like a weird co- concept. It is. It is radio, it's like not online on the radio. radio. Yeah. And she's like, so there's like ads. And I was like, well, not during it. And some are about different things. Mm. She's like, well, what are you going to talk about? And I was like, well, dating. And she's like, well, what do you have to say? And I was like, oh, the shade. Wow. <laughs> your mom is a shady queen. She is. Like, the probably one of the first, she came in yesterday morning. And like, one mm-hmm. of the first questions she asked, she's like, so, like, I thought maybe I was going to come here and you were going to surprise me with something. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you know. And I was like, surprise you, like, with the relationship? She's like, yeah, boyfriend, girlfriend. Huh. I think she thinks that 
the only reason I'm single is because I'm in the closet and haven't mm-hmm. told her. And I'm like, two things have nothing to do with each other. I love how progressive parents are getting. Yeah. <laughs> like the baby boomers are now like, I'll take gay. I yeah. don't care as long as you're in a relationship. Right. Like find another gay Indian, but like <laughs> be gay, fine. <laughs> uh, does your family want you to marry another Indian person? I think they did for a long time. And now they'll just be happy if it's a person. Like they, I feel like they've, I've really like broken them down on like all aspects of life. But there was a time where they were like very gung-ho about it. Because my sister married another Patel and he's a doctor. Oh. They have like two purebred children. Purebred. Like beautiful Indian family, successful. And so she kind of like fucked it up for me. But now I think they see that it's just not going to happen. So... Do you think a relationship's never going to happen? No, like, I just don't know if I'm going to marry an Indian guy. Ah, fair. Ooh, I should say on the podcast, I'm getting over a little bit of a cold, so that's why I sound like this. Um, So you said Patel. Patel's a very, it's like, there's a lot of Patels in India. Yeah, there's like one state in India that we're from, and I don't know the percentage, but like probably over half the people there are Patels. It's like Smith. Oh, yeah. interesting. So it's super, super common. It's kind of weird, but kind of cool. I wonder where Smith came from. Blacksmith? Oh. Like, weren't weren't last names, like, your profession for a while? Like, Shoemaker. Oh, my God, I had no idea. Or maybe I did know deep Those down. Those are probably the two I can only think of. Like, Shoemaker, Smith. Smith. I don't know um, what Jones would be. Farmer. I there, know I one mean, person with the last name, Farmer. Go. My last name is Buyer, so maybe I come from a legacy of people who buy things. God knows. <laughs> I love buying things. I just redecorated my house, and I bought so many things. Did you have to make room for it, or you just keep piling no, it No, I lived in an empty house for a year and a half. Why? Because people tell you to live in the space first, and I really took that to heart. Also, I was afraid I was never going to work again, and I was worried that I had made a huge mistake yeah. and that I wasn't going to be able to afford it and I was going to have to sell it anyway, but life has been okay. I think it's good because then you probably like lived a year without all that, and so you know what you actually need. Yes. But and everything else is just like fun extra now. Well, I took a test, and I'm a maximalist, which means, <laughs> it means I love a lot of junk. You ever see those rooms where there's like, a wallpaper pattern, and then, like, a striped couch, and then, like, a leopard print rug, and then a bunch of weird tchotchkes everywhere. Yeah. That's what I want. But I don't have the budget for it. (laughs) And I got a decorator because I don't know how to put anything together. And she would be like, okay, this, this, and this. And I'd be like, okay. And then she'd send me the proposal. And I'd be like, oh, um, how about just a couch? And I'll do the tchotchkes later. Furniture is really expensive. People are spending thousands of dollars on couches. Yes. It's so expensive. And then also, it takes months to get delivered. Yeah. No, I'm good at decorating on the cheap if you want any oh. assistance for free. Because I don't, like, my bed, maybe I'll spend a little bit more because I have to, like, sleep on it. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, for my health. But everything else, I, like, don't understand the concept of spending, like, a lot on furniture. I'd rather buy, like, moderately to cheap price furniture and then, like, get to change it up. I agree with you. Um, I did spend money on my mattress. Yeah. It was a little pricey, but 
It's so comfortable. That's your health, though. My God, I had been sleeping on a thrift store mattress for no. six years. No, no, no. Six years. Every time I turn over, I'd be like, you deserve more. And every time I had sex on it, I'd be like, it was so loud and squeaky. And I don't know why. Was it the frame or the mattress? The mattress, because I had it on one frame and it squeaked. Then I got a a different uh, frame and it still squeaked. So I was like, oh, it's definitely a very poorly made mattress. We got to get you off the springs. And that's why it's in a thrift store. Well, now I don't know what the fuck's in my mattress, but it's like. Oh, maybe. I like, didn't ask. Do you feel like when you it like you sink in? I don't sink in per se because I went to sit and sleep uh-huh. in the valley <laughs> and uh, a man named Wayne helped me. <laughs> and uh, Wayne had me sleep in this chamber or not sleep. I had to lay in this chamber and it like took, I don't know, maybe it. Maybe it weighed me. Maybe it was a secret thing where I was like, we got to get this big bitch on a big ass mattress. I don't know. But I watched this video that was like, here are the contours of your body. It's important. You got to sleep on a good mattress. And I'm a red mattress person. Wait, it had to do with your body, not how you sleep. I thought usually it's by like, are you a side sleeper, a stomach sleeper, back sleeper? Well, it had me lay on my back and then it talked to me for a while. And then it had me sit or lay in my preferred sleep position. (laughs) <laughs> Which is? On my side. My okay. cough is terrible. <clears throat> oh, no. But the podcast can't stop. <laughs> I have to keep talking. The people need me. need to hear what we have to say. Isn't that insane that I'm like, oh, I'm very ill, but I must persevere. <laughs> must keep talking. The people need to hear me speak every week. Okay, so we talked a lot about uh, beds and furniture. Yeah. Poonam, are you, so you are single currently. I am so single. Are you looking to mingle? I feel like I'm always kind of looking to Mm -hmm. mingle, but I was actively not for a long time. Ah. Like, I was actively like, nobody touch me, nobody kiss me, no one's allowed inside of me, like nothing. Mm -hmm. I just like couldn't, I just didn't want it. I was Mm -hmm. just so, I think sometimes when you go through breakups, you're just kind of like, no, everyone get the fuck away from me. I can't do it. And I was just like, I had to reclaim my space, everything. Mm-hmm. And I think I just associated dating with, like, someone that's going to come and, like, fuck up my life. Fair. I didn't see it as something that could, like, supplement my life or, mm-hmm. like, make it better because it had only made it worse. And then it was all the times that I was, like, single was when I was, like, having the best times of my life. So I was like, why would I change this ever? Ah. But enough time has passed now. Where I'm like, I see the pleasure of companionship. Mm-hmm. And obviously, physically, you can only go so long without, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like recently I started like getting back on the apps. Okay, which ones are you on? I'm on Hinge. So I was on Tinder. I okay. got off Tinder and I'm on Hinge. But I applied for Raya. Oh, are you waitlisted? I I don't know. It's they still haven't gotten back to me, but um, I don't understand how it works. Someone referred me with mm-hmm. their friend code, so I used that, and then you'd like pick people you knew on it. So mm-hmm. I picked like three people, and they're like, "Thanks for your interest in joining our community," but it's been weeks, and so I'm like, "Do they tell you if you've been rejected?" They, I don't know if they tell you if you've been rejected, but my experience was I applied. And then they put me on a wait list for two years. And what is after, going on? Well, when you get on, you'll see that there's not a lot of black and brown people on it. So I 
truly think it's racism at its finest. Also, I'm not a desirable. I'm a fat black lady. I'm at the lowest of the totem pole. Uh, there's a lot of Australian DJs on it. So what? truly you're not missing out. Wait, so are they like going through your Instagram and like looking at pictures of you to see if you're cool? I honestly enough, don't know what the actual process is. I My understanding was it's like people with like big Instagram followings and then like the moderately successful to the... But you're like a actually successful person. But I'm still not desirable. I must... In the grand scheme I, of things. I think I'm great. Well, now I don't want to get on it. I mean, it's an experience. But like you'll probably get approved. I'm confused by it too because I was like... Oh, like maybe it'll be cool because there'll be like fellow maybe creative people or people mm-hmm. with like schedules like ours where it's like not a nine to five. Because I'm not trying to like date someone with a nine to five because it's like. Uh. Yeah, I think that would be super hard to date someone with a nine to five. Yeah, I think just like by proxy, I would start to feel depressed because mm-hmm. I like you've had nine to five before. Yes. And when you're in it, you're like, oh, yeah, this sucks. But now once we're out of it, I'm like, mm-hmm. it was like actively making me depressed. What was your last nine to five? I was a editor at Groupon. What does that mean? You edit the Groupons where it's like you get $20 off and you're like, that's actually 20%. Yeah. I'm like, you didn't use the right. They have like a whole like language they use for certain types of deals. And then, you know, they have their like funny write ups. Mm. Um, But I was not in charge of writing any of the jokes, which I was like, what a waste. What a waste. Yeah, I was in charge of like, you know, grammar and then like certain style stuff. It was soul sucking, but it was a nice environment to mm-hmm. work in and they were very flexible. And I was like such a mess while I was working there. So I'm surprised <laughs> I didn't get fired. But yeah. I was a very big mess at Lane Bryant when I worked there. No. And I think they didn't <laughs> fire me because they were trying to keep me alive. No. I would like not show up to work and a manager would call me and be like, Nicole, are you okay? I'd be like, uh, yes. <laughs> They'd be like, are you going to come in today? I'm like, I don't think so. And they're like, will you come in tomorrow? Uh, yes. And that was how I worked there for a full, I think, two years. That's two years? Well, I was also like 18. So I think they were like, if we release her into the wild the way she yeah. is, she might die. Like there was days where I'd come in reeking like alcohol, kind of looking disheveled, still a little drunk. And this woman named Miss Clarice, I'll never forget <laughs> her, would like rub me down with scented lotion because she's like, you can't sell jeans smelling like a liquor store. Baby, you can't do that. Can you imagine a time in your life Hmm. where, like, the one thread keeping you there is Lane Bryant? I know. I know. It's wild. That that is really insane. Yep. That was truly what was keeping me alive. The women at Lane Bryant. (laughs) Not Lane herself. Not Lane herself. (laughs) I never got to meet Lane. She never made a store visit. (laughs) No, Lane never came in. I would love to think that, like, Lane is a homebound woman who is so fat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, just, like, huge and, like, doesn't care because she's like, I have so much money. And, like, literally I can make clothes in whatever size I want. Yeah, like, who fucking cares? Yeah, I'll wear this sheet for the rest of my life if I want to. (laughs) Sometimes I think that if I ever gave up acting, I would just move to, like, Arizona, get a small little place with a pool, and eat myself to death. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right? I, like, two years ago, I would, like, um, the doctor was, like, you're pre-diabetic. And I was, like, huh? <laughs> and then I was, like, well, you knew this was going to happen. <laughs> like, huh? I'm out of control. I have, like, the worst sweet tooth. I'm out of control. And so I was, like, well, yeah, okay, that makes sense. 
And they were like, you have to get on this like metformin, which is like diabetes medication. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, hold on. Like you said I'm pre, like, can I have a chance to like try? And so I started like working out and stuff and I was like, okay, yeah. And then like I mm-hmm. got my blood sugar down and I was like, great, g- good, did it. But now that I did it, I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't realize it's something that can fluctuate. I just ah. think I achieved this goal and now mm-hmm. I'm like back to my pre-diabetic ways. That's- and sometimes I am just kind of like, would it be the worst thing? To be diabetic? I You just have to do insulin, right? Yeah, or take metformin. But I'm like, what's that? It's like a medication that helps you not resist insulin. So it helps you process Mm. sugar. So I'm like, and obviously you have to like take that medication and then, you know, affect like, you know, your diet and exercise and Mm -hmm. whatever. But sometimes I am kind of like, would I rather live a shorter life where Mm. I'm happier than a long one where I have to work so hard to be healthy? And I, more often than not, I would choose the shorter one. I agree with you. I honestly think life is too long anyway. My mom today was like, I only want to live for 10 more years. She's Mm. 60. And I was like, she's like, I don't want to live past 70. And I was like, okay. I agree with your mom. (laughs) I don't want to live past 70. Oh, no. Like, what is there for me after 70? If I 75, 80, and then I can't walk. And then I'm like, put me in a diaper. Like, I don't want that. No. And the minute other people have to start helping you take care of yourself, I'm like, no. I don't want to. I don't want that at all. That's why I believe in assisted suicide as well. Like in extreme cases, Mm -hmm. I feel like I've seen certain documentaries and I'm like, yeah, if I got a disease where I like couldn't actually express how I felt, but I still was thinking it, but I was like trapped in my own body. Mm -hmm. What good is that doing anyone? It's It's not not doing doing me good. It's not doing my friends and family good. good. This went really dark. (laughs) I mean, that's where the conversation goes sometimes, you know? Talking about tee-hee-hees and love, and you're like, it's just a suicide. I believe in assisted suicide. I think in extreme cases, suicide is a bummer. Yes. But then also, sometimes I'm like, well, if that person was so upset, well, now they're not. Yeah, it's a tricky, tricky subject, and it's based in, like, so many different things that Mm -hmm. we can't possibly understand, but... Gosh, I do wish peace for people. I do, too. And honestly, if you're listening, I talk a lot about therapy uh, and you're feeling sad. Talk to someone. Talk to a therapist. Yes. There's sliding scale therapy. There's there's a ton of therapy Absolutely. outlets out there that I feel like people don't know about. Like sliding scale is great because all you have to do is bring a pay step. And they're like, oh, you're poor as fuck here. You can pay three dollars and I'll talk to you for an yeah. hour, you know, or call like a hotline or something. There's online ones as mm-hmm. well. There's Talkspace, which I do ads for. (laughs) Oh, I've never heard of that. Where you like text a therapist and they text you back some stuff. That's helpful. I think so. I think just talking to any old person is good. Yes. Sometimes you could just talk to someone on the bus. I mean, (laughs) people have told me their whole life stories while I've been on the bus when I lived in New York. Oh, my God. And I'm too polite sometimes and I'll, I'll talk back. And sometimes... That's what a person needs. They just need a human interaction. I know. And what is it doing to us? Nothing. But if it helps someone, we might as well. I think also maybe we're similar in the sense that, like, people really want to tell us stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I create a space, which I'm glad I create a safe space. But, like, people, even people I like, don't really know, like, always really want to, like, tell me stuff. Mm-hmm. I was on a date a couple weeks ago. And... This is also why I've like... How did you meet this person? Which app? He was on Tinder. Okay. Um, We go on a date 
We get drinks at Melrose Umbrella Company. Cute. Okay. And it's like going well. And he's probably my exact height, but I'm trying not to be shallow. <laughs> because whenever I'm on these apps, I'm like, God, why is everyone listing their height? And why are all these guys being like, because apparently that's important. And I'm like, who cares? And then I go on a date with a guy that's short. And I'm mm-hmm. like, ah! Yuck, gross, <laughs> you little hobbit. I know, truly. And I was like... Don't be, sh- like, shallow, Poonam. It's mm-hmm. just high, you know? Like, so I'm like, oh, this is, like, great conversation. This is mm-hmm. going well. And then I was like, wow, he, he talks a lot. Huh. And then I'm like, oh, well, that's good. Because, like, sometimes, you know, especially as comedians, we feel like we always have to keep the conversation yes. going. So I was like, okay, yeah. So we go on a second date, and it's, like, still really fun. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, make it out. And, mm-hmm. Like, having a great time. Then we go on a third date. And he spends the first 20 minutes talking about the movie Arrival. Oh, no. Why? Why would he ever? He was like, have you seen it? I was like, yeah, like two years ago. Yeah, very old movie and not great. Oh, my God. It, like, blew my mind. You're the part with the Chinese ambassador. And I was like, what? Mm. And he, like, nonstop, like, would not shut up about it. And I was like, who cares? And then I'm going to get to how this relates to what we were talking about. Okay. I hope he doesn't listen to this, but if he does, maybe he'll learn that like you can, you have to have an exchange of energies in any sort of interaction, whether it's a date Mm -hmm. or even a conversation with a stranger. You cannot like dominate like this. Especially with the movie Arrival. Arrival. It's very old. And when I was like, oh yeah, I think I saw it, but it was like a long time ago. Then why are you like then taking Mm -hmm. the next 20 minutes to go into detail about a movie that I just told you I don't really remember Mm -hmm. and I saw a long time ago? And he's like, do you remember that part? And I'm like, no, I don't. Because I don't. What? Why are we talking about this? So then because I'm like insane, I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll go on another date with him. Uh, because I always think like, okay, what if I'm just being too judgy? Or what if it's mm-hmm. me? Like give someone a chance. But what I've learned is like I really need to trust my gut instinct because I am too nice. And people like take that as me in, being interested. Mm-hmm. But I'm just being nice. So we go to brunch at Blue Jam Cafe. Ooh, Not, brunch. I don't like it. I've never been. But There's, I feel like brunch is a very big step. Oh, my God. I was like, like during daytime the daytime. Yeah, I didn't wear makeup. Wow. But I kept my sunglasses brave. on. Yeah. I, I kept was, my sunglasses yeah. on. <laughs> this is a product of you talking about arrival for yes. hours. <laughs> yes. I've arrived, okay? And I was like, I guess I'm just trying to like experiment at this point. <laughs> I'm not even joking for the first 40 minutes of brunch, he did nothing but talk about himself to the point where he's like, oh, what else? What else? What else did I want to tell you? I'm like, you're trying to think of stuff to talk about instead of asking me any sort of question. Finally, he's like, how was your week? And I was like, okay. Then he starts like talking about some person that he saw on Facebook that um, was like posting like really dark stuff on Mm -hmm. on, um, Facebook He's like, so I like reached out to him and I'm just going to read you the messages. He pulls up his Facebook messenger, which first first of all, you have to have like a separate messenger to send messages on Facebook. Yeah, because who's sending messages on Facebook anymore? I guess this guy. (laughs) He starts going through them and like basically starts talking about a dark time in his life, too. And then I'm literally I have my coat on. My bag on my shoulder, my sunglasses <laughs> on. I'm like waiting to for him to like shut the fuck up so I so can you leave. Go, okay, bye bye. Truly, but he just like kept opening up about like all this stuff in his life. Oh no! And I'm not trying to be insensitive, but I'm like, don't put that on me. This is a no. F- it's not day. fair. It's so unfair. And if if I want to know, I'll ask. Mm-hmm. 
But don't just start talking about, and also, you're a straight white guy. Mm-hmm. You, what you went through in a me- elementary school when you thought you were maybe a bully, I don't mm-hmm. care. When you thought you were maybe a bully yeah. is so funny. He feel oh, and the things that he actually should feel bad about, he was like, yeah, but it's fine. And I'm like, this is effed up. I feel like he was emotionally manipulating you. Oh, absolutely. Because I feel like the only reason to ever open up on a fourth date like that is if, like, you just finished fucking or something and someone looks at you and you're like, tell me a dark secret. Right. Like, there are some people out there like that. Sometimes I do things like that. It's like, you but know, you you're just being room. weird. But yeah, yeah, they're like, oh, no, thank you. And if he's, like, sitting there with sunglasses on and his fanny pack around his waist and a coat on, then, Truly. like, oh, okay, so you're trying to leave and maybe I shouldn't try to, like, dig deeper? Oh, That's my God. so wild. I was in Seattle a couple weeks ago. And I was waiting for my Uber or my Lyft outside the hotel. And this old, eh, he was like pretty crusty, but like in good spirits, homeless man came right up to me and he went, wow, welcome to Seattle. Ooh, I hope you enjoy it. And I went, oh my God, thank you. And he went, ha ha, oh yeah, 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 you're welcome. And then there was like four (laughs) other people on the street and he stopped, looked at them, and kept walking. And I was like, <gasps> why did I get that? Why was it only for me? People on the street, yeah. if there is a, a person who maybe is having a rough time, yeah, yeah. they're like, this lady wants what I'm serving. And so they, they, he thought you needed it the most. <laughs> I guess he did. I was going to say maybe he thought you'd be the mo- most receptive. Because uh, you have a warm presence about you. Uh, I also think I have a round face, which is... Akin to like Dora the Explorer Very or cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I remember that face shape from a childhood. Yeah. I like her. We wear like bright, fun colors yes. too. And we usually are like smiley or, mm-hmm. yeah. There's you something do about- have a warm, inviting presence. I feel like the first time I met you may have been with our mutual friend Dory or like at an audition. Yeah. And we like just happened to speak and you were just so nice. Because, like, I feel like at auditions, People are, they're not nice. They're kind of like yeah. cutthroaty or like fake so nice. nervous too. Or nervous, like give yeah. you a weird fucking vibe. Oh gosh, and yeah. And you're like, oh, you should have left that in your car. You're not going to book this. No, no, no. <laughs> There's definitely an offer out. None of us are going to yes, book this. truly. Or the worst is like when they're so cold, at, like in the mm-hmm. audition room or whatever, and they're just like all nervous or whatever. And as soon as like the casting person comes out, they're like, hey, oh my God. The rain, right? I'm soaking. I feel uh-huh. like a wet dog. And you're like, where the fuck did, where that, did personality that come, come from? from? Wow, you turned where? it on and off, you sociopath. Seriously, I'm like, where were you the past five minutes? Mm-hmm. You know me. I walk into a room and I'm like, <laughs> my friend, <laughs> yeah. what a dream, what a dream. Uh-oh, I should have learned these lives. Who knows? I know, the casting like, hey, Nicole. I'm like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Truly. I'm like, where's the bathroom at? Like, I always have to immediately go to the bathroom. That's what I asked you last time I saw you at the yeah. last audition we were at. And I had an answer Hold for up. you. Where's the bathroom? Right outside. Say, Make a right it, at honey. your first door on the right. Take that key. It's locked. <laughs> oh, man. That audition did not go well for me. No, and you know what's so funny? <laughs> I'm like... Not someone who's like, oh, my God, I fucking nailed it. (laughs) And I left that audition and I was like, I think I did like pretty good. Like, gosh. And like when my friend was running lines, she's like, I'm like, this character feels like really you. And I was like, yeah, it does. Right. Mm -hmm. So I go in there and they're laughing. And I like walk out there with like my head held high. And I was like, wow, 
I actually feel like I could really have a chance at this. And I like email my agent and I was like, listen, I felt like pretty strong about this. And I think they were like really feeling me. And he's like, awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He emails them. They immediately e- email back. Very funny. Not moving forward. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, is my barometer just totally off? I That truly happens to me all the time. I'll email and be like, wow, <laughs> I think it's going to be a straight offer. Yeah. I don't think I have to test. Like this is going to be wild y'all. Yeah. Ooh, baby got a pilot. And then my agent will be like, Oh no, they have so many notes and they want to they want to see if you'll put yourself on tape because you were so bad. And I'm like, oh, um, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. But like that's a part of acting, being delusional. Oh yeah. Like it's delusional it's to one think giant. out of Del- like 200 people that you're the one person who's gonna get the Absolutely. part. Absolutely, especially when it was written for like a 40-year-old white woman yep. named Julia. Uh-huh. Like I am not a Julia. I go out for a lot of parts that are named like Carl or Craig. And they're like, uh, yeah. it was a man, but like open ethnicity and we're open to a black. Thank you so much. Yeah. I love the phrase open. Yes. Like, thank you so much. Thank you like, so much for thinking. Technically, this should go to a white, but we're being open. <laughs> we're like opening ourselves up to yes. other We've less appealing options. We arrived in 2019 and we yeah. realized it's a colorful world. Yeah. Auditioning is uh, like a different type of hell. Absolutely. It's meant to drive us insane. The minute I get an email that says audition or anything, until I like leave and can hit flush on my brain, mm. I'm like, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. I remember uh-huh. Like it's just so and I try and be chill about it. And I try but you and be can't, cool. Because you're like, this is a job interview. Exactly. Like, and I wanna on, work. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna work. You sometimes you have to go on three auditions in a day. That's three job interviews. Yeah. But you have to be like not only am I cool in person, but I am a coherent actress who can yes. memorize lines. Yeah. That were clearly not written for me. Yes. Yeah. And then, oh, I had one audition where I uh, punched up the script, made it a little funnier. I'm proud of you. In the room, they were like, tee ooh, baby. And then I had a producer session where they were like, uh, so can you just do the script as written because the writer will be there and we don't want to offend him. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, oh poor baby yeah. gonna get offended. Uh, and then I did it as written to no tee-hee-hees. Yeah. And then they didn't cast me in it. And I was like, well, you brought me back because I made you laugh because I did some fun things. Let me do the fun things, baby. And like, what level of narcissism are you living at that you think what you've written is the best it can ever be? Right. Like, that there's nothing to improve on. It is absolute perfection. And you've heard the words a thousand times. They can't possibly still be funny to you. And guess what? It's not going to say Nicole Byer on the writing credit. You're going to get sure. credit for your hilarious moves. Yes, so take I'll it. I'll improvise and you'll get credit for it. I will it. get zero credit for any of it. Uh, sometimes when things air, I always want to be like, this was improvised. This yes, was improvised. I, I came up with this. Um, oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm brilliant. Truly. But you can't do that. Oh, no. You would be a fucking Looney Tune. You can probably in like a slick way and be like, oh, my gosh, we were having so much fun with this scene. I That wasn't that wasn't planned. <laughs> or like, oh, my God, I added that at the end of a scene. I didn't think they'd actually keep it in. I feel like that's like fishing for a compliment. Oh, absolutely it is. Poonam, hold on. We have to take a break. (laughs) Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that 
everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA Scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to uh, Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> 
without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. What a quick little break. <laughs> oh, what a treat. Who knows what ad was read? Probably an insane one. I don't know. Um, so the guy, you met him on Tinder. Have you met anybody on Hinge? I've only got on dates with, so I got on these apps in like January. Mm-hmm. So I've only gone on dates with three guys. And I think they had actually all might have been from Tinder. Hinge, I've like messaged with people. Mm-hmm. But like I'm not on it and I don't like putting the notifications on for Me it. either. That's it's Sad. insane. And I don't want it to pop up and be reminded that I have to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I can't just like meet someone in a grocery store or something where I want to. But that shit doesn't happen. No, I was doesn't. talking to a comic last night who had a very cute meet cute story. Uh, he was in a coffee shop, saw this girl, thought she was beautiful, was trying to figure out how to talk to her. So then finally he was like, Can you watch my computer while I go to the bathroom? He didn't have to go to the bathroom. But he's like, I have to follow through. Came back and she was like, yeah, looked at it. And then they like went their separate ways. And then they matched on Bumble. And then they started dating. What? Isn't that so fucking cute? Yes, that's very sweet. Then I have another fucking friend who <sighs> this girl saw him on Bumble and then didn't wait for them to match. Found him on Instagram, DM'd him, and now they're fucking together. And, he, and, and I was like, let me And they tell didn't think you she was psycho DMs. or anything. no. No, I would be like, uh, you trying to fucking kill me or something? I would be yeah. so they, If perplexed. you're not on it all the time and I'm like messaging with someone and then maybe I'll go like a day or two and they'll be like, guess you died. And I'm like, <clears throat> I don't know you. I don't I know don't you. Owe you. I don't anything. fucking owe you shit. I don't have to message you as soon as you message me. If I like disappear for two days, that's okay because I owe you nothing. <laughs> I don't even know your last name. Here's a DM that I got. Oh, no. You don't need six dating apps, love. I hope you're still looking for a big dick because I got you covered. But I got one. I get, like, ones where they're trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. Like, one, I had, like, a picture of me in, like, a yellow dress. And they're like, wow, they were clearly trying to make you look like Mindy Kaling in that one picture. And I was like, whoa, are these white dudes saying that? Yes, of course it How? is. And I'm like... Is she the only Indian person that wears yellow dresses? Like, what does this even mean? I That bums me out so yeah. much when it's usually a white person yeah. can only, only has one other person of your ethnicity in their lexicon, and that's the only Truly. sameness that they can oh, yeah. come up with. It bums me out so hardcore because I'm like, all these little white girls look exactly alike. Oh, yeah. Like, for the longest time, I didn't know the difference between Amy Adams and Captain Mar- Marvel Lady. What's her name? Oh, um, um, Brie Larson. Yeah, I thought you they know, were the same person for so long. And um, Ali G, what's his name? Um, his wife. Yes. Go oh, ahead, she love looked, her yeah, they are little too. triplets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look almost identical. Absolutely, and all the Emmas look the same. Yes. And, yeah. It's so bonkers to me, like, because people will be like, oh, you look like Monique. I'm like, truly, I don't. I'm... Or you look I can't like, that. you look like Lonnie Love. Truly, what? I don't. I got mistaken for Lonnie Love at, uh, How? Uh, at Montreal. I was backstage for my friend's taping for something, 
And the person working it looked at me and was like, hi, Lonnie. And I was like, <gasps> oh, no. And the person was holding a picture of Lonnie. In the picture, she had braids. In person, she had braids. Also, I you're think different you're like ages. 15 years younger than her, yeah. no shade or anything. But First I was and like, foremost, truly, like, we don't it. look alike. You don't look alike at all. It is so bonkers to me. Like, I can't imagine messaging a random white dude and be like, hey, Tom Cruise. Right? right? Like, what? Yeah, it's, and what's even worse about it is like, that's your first thing you're saying to mm-hmm. me. This is what you thought would be the best thing to say to me. This is what you thought would make me be like, oh my God, mm-hmm. yeah. I did an improv show. It was me, Sashir, and our other friend Keisha were three black women. And we were like, can we get a suggestion? And the person was like, uh, Destiny's Child. Bye. And we were like, oh, cool. You thought because you saw three black women, you could just scream the name of three other black women. So we did a, like an actual pretty solid show where we deconstructed racism a little bit. But we made it funny. Yes, you know? of course, of course. A, you have it to. It was woke comedy. They have to be able to swallow a it. A bunch of white people were like, tee hee hee, we're on the right side. And then afterwards, the guy was like, that was so funny. I was going to yell out the Supremes. And we were like, cool. Way to double down on your fucking racism, dude. I can't. Ugh. It's, yeah, it's infuriating. And in LA, like when you're, dating and on these apps, it's almost shocking how many garbage, awful people are out there Uh and they don't even realize how garbage they are because this is them putting their best foot forward. It is kind of wild that like I've gone on dates with people who seem awful at first and then I'm surprised that they continue to be awful. Yeah. But you like just said it like people do put their best foot forward first. This is them trying. Yes. And it's bad. And it, it must work on somebody. Well, It probably works on a lot of people. I think a lot of women are told by a certain age, you got to find someone, you got to get married, you got to have kids. So you hit that certain age and you're like, uh, anybody, uh, any old person who treats me like trash, I I will be the trash. Put me in a dumpster. I'll be trash. And like, I don't want to have kids. So like that takes the pressure off a lot of things that like, I don't even know if marriage like has to happen for me. I kind of Mm -hmm. just want like a companion. But I also like more and more think about how long this life is, mm-hmm. how big this world is. And the idea that I'm only supposed to be with one person seems really limiting and crazy mm-hmm. to me. I don't think I'm evolved enough to be like completely in an open relationship. But that is something I feel like I would want to aspire to, to be confident enough where I could like have a partner or for the rest of my life have four or five more great loves. Mm-hmm. And be open enough to be like, and we also have needs outside of each other and we can fulfill those without seeing it as a reflection on each other. Mm -hmm. Like that feels so evolved to me. I feel like it's evolved and I feel like it takes, you have to be very, very self-assured to be able to have the conversations with somebody like that. Yeah. Because you have to talk about it. And I feel like people don't talk openly about their feelings when they're in relationships, which leads to like cheating or like resentment and shit like that but it's like if we all just kept talking it would probably be uh, great i think it's the great carrie bradshaw who once said you get three great loves in your life i i buy that yeah i don't think you're meant to be with one person for forever because you evolve and you change and like they not that people are here just to serve me but like 
I will need different things in different phases of my life mm-hmm. and I'll connect with different things because I'll be different. And who's to say if I like pick one person now that they'll evolve at the same rate as me and change in the same ways as me. Mm-hmm. So to like be beholden to someone simply for the fact because we've been told we have mm-hmm. to feels like kind of insane to me. And also I'm like in this stage of my life where I'm like really trying to pursue what is good for me and not just what excites me because like to be honest I just love a bad boy and that makes me sound so basic and I hate it about myself but like (laughs) the people that excite me are like I get excited by like Mm -hmm. dark men like there's a darkness Uh in them they're effed up they're probably kind of rude and I love crass. that you're saying effed up <laughs> I've been saying this fuck is like, all <laughs> th- I think this is the second time you've said effed or effed up and I really love that you're censoring yourself I'm effed up but I love a bad boy I also I guess I do like a bad boy or I used to really like men who didn't give me attention oh, where yeah. I would have to throw myself at them and be like hey I know if you spend time with me, you're going to want to marry me. Oh, because it's a reward then when they do. You're like, I got them. And I feel like also it's almost like comedy or having an acting career. You have to be persistent and you have to keep putting yourself in front of people who've said, oh, I don't really like you. And you're like, are you sure? What about in this part? What about in this part? What about in this part? So I feel like I was doing that in relationships and with men. And now I have to just be like, if he wants me or if she wants me, if they want me, they're going to, they yes. will be there for me. They will pay attention to me. Absolutely. It's it's kind of infuriating, though, because then it's like I've gone on a couple dates with someone now, and it's like the person that is being consistent and is, like, actively being respectful and pursuing me and being, mm-hmm. like, very sweet. I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel like. Maybe you're an aggressive lady. I'm pretty aggressive. Yeah. So I feel like, well, also I was told I have a little bit more testosterone than most women. Uh, So for a while I was like, well, I guess I'm a hermaphrodite. And I told friends that. And then like I went back to the doctor and I told the doctor that Uh I told people I had come out as a hermaphrodite. She was like, you're not. And I was like, oh, whoa. Okay. So I guess I truly (laughs) leapt to a insane conclusion she was like, you surely did. Um, but yeah, so like I'm a little bit more aggressive. So I do like chasing men. But yeah. I did date this one dude who was interested in me, was kind to me. Uh, when I told him things I needed, he adjusted to what I needed. Wow. And I was like, oh, wow, this is nice. This feels way nicer than chasing somebody. Now I get it. Yeah. And I was like, we don't, we're not like, we kind of chased each other to a point where we're like, oh, no, we definitely do like each other. So now I was like, oh, OK, as I move forward, now I have this relationship that I had this. It has to be better or just as good as this. I can't go backwards. No, that's so true. And I'm learning to do that. But like there is just something about me where it's like I will be attracted to the darkness mm-hmm. and I will like let them suck the joy out of me. And I'll be like, but they need it. It's OK. Well, also, I think it's like a thing where a lot of women think they can fix a man. Oh, God. And I have learned the hard way that I like literally have no control over anyone. Oh, it. I hate it. It's awful. Yeah. Oh, I was in a relationship where it ended and it was something out of my control. But like now I tell jokes about it on stage and that's me getting my control back. Yeah. Because I was like, I can control what the audience, how they feel for this 10 minutes. 
So it's like I talk about how like good the relationship is and then I talk about the turn in it. So like everyone's like on my side and then at the turn they're just like, oh no. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the puppet master and I'm making you guys feel things and I like it because I couldn't control anything. Truly. Oh, that's truly honestly the worst part I think of a relationship is you cannot control anything. And with my career, and then with like a lot of things in life, I can control a lot of things. Yeah. If I don't want to see people, I don't leave my house. No. If I want to go somewhere, I get in my car and go somewhere. If I don't want to audition for something, I don't audition for it. If I want to do my podcast while I'm sick, I do it. But with a dude, it's like, I want you to be there for me. And he's like, no. And you're like, what? what? But, but, uh, okay. <laughs> but I've said something. You're not, what? Okay. All right. Yeah. And like, also, we like, choose who we want in our life. Mm-hmm. And the people that are in our, like, I think probably the same for you. Like, all my friends are like so funny and mm-hmm. so interesting that like, I'm good. So then when I venture out of that and have to like get to know someone different, I'm like, but now why am I choosing this? And it's like, well, because you're not making out with your friends. Yes. But like, it's hard. And I and I don't believe in this whole like, but when you find the one, it'll just feel different. I think it's just like when you connect with someone, you'll connect with them. And you just have to like go out with a bunch of people you don't connect mm-hmm. with until then. But like, I have to like put my clip in extensions in and put on a face of makeup and I was like in therapy a couple weeks ago and my therapist is like well I know you do that because of the pressure and you want to feel confident and you want to feel your most attractive on a date she's like but what if you just like didn't do that and I'm like right but that's hard but it's like they're eventually gonna see that Mm -hmm. side of me because most days I'm not you know I don't have my weave in and I don't have a full face of makeup Mm -hmm. on but there's something about that first date where like it does make you feel more confident to know you at least, like, look good. Yeah, I like to be full face of makeup. I love having a good wig on. I like looking good. Yes. Uh, and then I've never been to a point with a dude where he has seen me without makeup on. Really? And, yeah, and I don't know, I don't know when that happens. Uh, I guess. Well, I haven't been in, like, a real actual relationship I've only been in this, I was in a very dysfunctional relationship for like three years where it was like very manipulative and like I was always there for him, but he was not always there for me, but then always would be like, I love you. And I'd be like, no, he said he loved me. So like, I guess I'll just be his little cum dumpster. Um, I hate it. Yeah. I'm very happy to be over it. Also, I haven't heard from him in like two years. And I'm like, should I text him to be like, where are you? And then I was like, why? That's why? a blessing. Why? I dated someone and it probably ended the worst anything I've ever been in has mm-hmm. ended. Like it was probably like the most traumatic breakup of my life. And I was like, what the hell? It was like one of those relationships where I look back on it and I'm like, don't even like recognize yourself. Mm-hmm. I I had become like kind of like, oh, um, okay, yeah, sure. Oh, is it okay if I... Like, that is not me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you want? Get away from me. <laughs> like, And so it's like, you don't even recognize yourself. But like, I think it's a blessing that you, this person's not contacting you because I've now had to block this person uh-huh. and they are still contacting me via email. And now oh, I just finally God. blocked him via email. And it's like devastating to do that to a person. Yeah. And it really just like, especially if it ended poorly and they mistreated you, mm-hmm. there's just nothing... Like there's, it doesn't serve you in any way. There's like no purpose of having 
connection with that person still when all they did was bring bad energy into your life. Yeah, you're right. And also, it is wild how much a person can suck the you out of you. Yes. Like, I would be hanging out with friends. He would text, and I'd be like, I have to go. And they'd be like, where are you going? I'd be like, oh, you know, I just— I gotta go get a toothbrush. It's like, you're gonna go fuck him. Yeah. And then he's gonna be mean to you. And then you're gonna text me about it in like three or four hours. Why don't you just stay here with your friend who you love? Uh, No. I gotta get that nasty little dick. You do. It's a different kind of attention because in the moment, you're like, yes, I did it. It's gonna be so Mm -hmm. different now. And then it goes back to normal and you're like, it's almost like you, we, in those moments, we like just take whatever we can get because we want it so bad. Yeah. And then I think there was like a time in my life where I was like, this is what I deserve. Yeah. It's like, no, girl, you deserve someone who's going to treat you right. Oh, yeah. Or like if you're with someone who like gaslights you, you're mm-hmm. just kind of like, well, it's my fault that I can't understand I'm not on his intellectual level. Like, yes. People shouldn't care about these things. I shouldn't care if he doesn't have a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, like, I don't know why there isn't, like, a class about healthy relationships in addition to, like, sex ed. Oh, yeah. There should. You know? There should be a class about relationships and, like, taxes. Yes. But instead, we have to do, like, geometry, which we never use. <laughs> um, I use it all the time. Uh, the hypotenuse of this right triangle of this Goodbye. microphone is two. I don't know. Goodbye. I've never uh, fucking used geometry. Exactly. And like, I still don't understand taxes. So. Me either. It would have been I helpful. I have to pay someone to Same. do my taxes because I don't understand them. And I don't even understand how they charge you to do your taxes. Me Because either. the amount is different every, every time. Every fucking time. And it's not like they have a price list. Nope. And it's not like I literally had to harass my CPA <laughs> and they finally sent me like a hour by hour breakdown of how they calculated this cost. Oh. And I was like, thank you. Also, did not know that was your effing rate. I mean, I'll still pay it because I mm-hmm. can't do it myself. I, yeah, you can't. Like, you're kind of just stuck. Yeah. Do you have a business manager or just a CPA? Just a CPA. Mm, you should get a business manager. What did they do? Um, they saved me more money than a normal CPA did. Wait, really? Yeah. Do you have to pay them, like, a percentage of everything you make? No. So, oh, I guess I have a money manager, not a business manager. So okay. what happens is he takes care of my corporation quarterly. Yeah. Uh, so I get billed quarterly. But this bitch got a big, fat-ass tax return that she wasn't getting years before. Wait, a tax return for your corporation? Yes, bitch. Okay, we're going to have to exchange yes, information on bitch. that. Yes, bitch. I really— Do they do, like, bookkeeping and stuff for you, too? You can pay extra, and they can do all that. Okay. But I, they do, like, the bare minimum for me. So, like, all I have to do is before they file my tax returns, I send them all of my expenses. Yeah. Like, I just literally, I just send them 12 bank statements for my corporate credit card. Yeah. And my uh, debit card. And they go through it individually. And sometimes they'll be like, what was this? And most yeah. of it is food. Let's get real. Oh, yeah. If I, I expense, talk about work, it's a business expense. Well, I always talk about work yeah. at dinner. Most of my friends are actors. And it's always influencing me in some way yes. regards to work. So. Yes. <laughs> uh, but it's weird because you can't expense things like wigs now. Why? Unless it's like a certain amount of money. You can't like expense like a $100 weave or anything. Why? Because um, if it doesn't coordinate with like a work date, it's not a business expense. But what if you need it to wear to auditions? It's our lovely president has made it harder to uh, write things off. 
Wait, because I'm expensing like makeup. I, if you're a corporation, clothes. I think you can. Oh, okay. I think if you're not a corporation, then you can't write off certain things. Wow, guys, you're really learning the business of being an actor. <laughs> Date me. <laughs> a lot of us are our own corporations because we're essentially freelancers. What is your corporation's name? It is Bonnie and Trevor Incorporated, which are my dead parents' names. Oh. And after I named it that, I started getting mail and I burst into tears and I was like, why, Why did you do this? Are they sending me my dead parents' mail? No. And then I was like, oh, you did this. You absolutely did this to yourself. No. I wanted to name it Orphan Pussy. <laughs> and my CPA at the time did not understand comedy or me. Like, upon our first meeting, he was like, I hadn't done taxes in five years. And he looked through all of it. He's like, I mean, you kept everything you needed, but like... It what? is incredible that you've been this successful being this sloppy. <laughs> and I was like, thanks. Uh, I won't say his real name. Thank you, <laughs> sir. Uh, and then he was like, what do you want your corporation name to be? I said, well, both my parents have passed at Orphan Pussy. And he went, I won't file that. And I said, oh, just a hard no? What if I spell pussy differently? And he's like, no. That's just a preference. You're allowed to name right? it that. He just like, he wouldn't do it. He's like, you don't want that on your credit card. And I was like, he yes. gaslit me. You were like, of you don't know me. Of course I do. Of course I, because sometimes at restaurants, they'll look at it and be like, thank you, Bonnie. I would love for a server to look at it and th- thank, thank you. you. Orphan. Puss. Orphan. Puss. I, they can't call you either. Or uh, thank you. Uh, uh, I really regret it. Maybe I will change it to orphan. Pussy. I think you should. I think that was a preference thing. Yes. I think you're, my dad, okay, similar, but not. What I The one time I had a puppy and I very quickly realized I am just not a pet person. <laughs> Um, when I was younger, I wanted to name her Penny and my dad, I guess, just didn't like that name. And mm-hmm. so he's like, oh, there's a law where you um, can't name things after U.S. currency. What? So I named her Ginger. But oh, I was like, boy, he absolutely Your did gaslit you. Yeah. <laughs> just like my old accountant gaslit me into thinking I didn't want pussy on a credit card. But it was just their preference. Yes. That is rude. It was so rude. I say you change it. Maybe I will. It's not that much to change it. and But think about the impact it'll make on you and your life and the joy it'll bring you. It would bring me joy because then I um, I have a trust uh, because when you die, if you don't have a trust and you don't have a will, your stuff, like all of your belongings revert back to the state of California. And Are then you your serious? family would have to pay to like then get it. It's like this whole thing where I was like, oh, fuck this. You just get a trust and you name a beneficiary and it goes directly to them Who? and then they can uh, settle your estate. Who sets that up? Uh, this woman named Shelly Ruse in the Valley set it up for me. It's like a life insurance policy? No, it's not a life insurance policy. Oh. So like all of your like your bank account goes into the trust. Uh-huh. If you own a, a car goes in the trust, uh, your home goes in the trust. Anything that is part of your net worth goes in the trust. So then it goes directly to your beneficiary, and then they okay. don't have to pay. Well, I think they have to pay when they settle it up, but it's less than it would be. They don't if have to you pay to like access the funds. Yes. <gasps> oh, this is a very educational session. <laughs> well, I mean, they don't teach you no. this fucking shit, and especially when you're like, you know, younger. We're in our thirties. Like, why would we ever think to even set that up? Yes, but now I have like a full ass will, and then Shelly was like, uh, "Nicole, your will—it's uh, bad." You can't make people do things. You can't make people do things in order to get things. Wait, like obstacles? Or? We, I, I have, uh, there are certain things I've asked friends to do. 
Oh my god! Some like little insidey joke things where I'm like, take my ashes and do this with them. I love that though. It's a true celebration of you. That's what I want at my funeral. So okay, I have Sashir Zameda is one of my dear dear friends. Love. She's her. like my best friend. So in my will, I've written out all the things that she has to do <laughs> specifically because I know she'll do it and I know it'll be very time consuming and annoying, <laughs> but she'll do it because she loves me. So one of them is at my funeral, can you gather just a couple of guys I fucked and have them talk about how good my pussy was? Keep it light. Keep it fun. And <sighs> I genuinely want this. Wait, and I oh. like not just gather them, but at the funeral in front of the mic, like yes. talk about yes. it, discuss talk it about with my the audience. Pussy. Yeah, like pick one of our sexual experiences <laughs> to talk about it. Just specifically because funerals are sad, and I don't, yeah, I don't want no. anyone to be like boo hoo hoo, cry a little. I mean, if you no. don't shed a tear, fuck you. Right, but like you gotta giggle just a little bit, something, right? Yeah, I mean, it's cry on your own time, also. Yeah, cry. Why at don't home. we need everyone to publicly cry? I think funerals are more for the people who are living than the people who are dead. The people who are dead are dead. They're They're dead. Absolutely. I I completely agree. It's like to give them some sort of peace. But Mm -hmm. I think there's something torturous about wanting to see people (laughs) cry and having to cry in front of a bunch of people. Yes. Um, At my dad's funeral, the woman that we think— my dad was dating at the time of his death. My dad was a very secretive man. At uh-huh. one point, this woman had left. We think it's the same woman, but she had left this voicemail that was like, Trevor, I think about you in the shower. I think about what? you at night when I'm in my bed. And I just, Trevor, I can't wait to see you. And me and my sister are listening to this with our jaws agape. And I was like, Catherine, gross. This lady <laughs> left a sexy message for our dad. So then we were like, Daddy, what is this message about? And then he was like, Nicole, that is my private property and my personal <laughs> life. And that's all he said about it. And I was like, but your personal life includes your kids. Right. Like, can you just tell us if you've uh, moved on? And then she, we think it's her. She came to the funeral in a very tight dress. Of course. Oh, this is was like, like a movie. It kind of was. And she came up to us. She didn't speak to my grandparents, but she was like, Trevor had a very special place in my heart, a real special place. And I said in the shower and she went, what? Um, 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 and then she like moved on. And I was like, yeah, that's definitely her. And my sister was like, Nicole. And I was like, yeah, baby. <laughs> so if homegirls out there are listening, I'll remember you. Actually, I don't. I couldn't pick her out of a lineup. It was so long. It was 10 years she'd ago. Have to, she'd have to reenact the voicemail. Oh, I would love that. That's embedded in your mind. Okay, <laughs> if you dated my dad yes. from, I don't know, if, it, if your relationship with my dad ended with his death in 2008 and you're listening to my podcast currently, <laughs> please uh, figure out how to send me uh, this, this voicemail of oh you my. recreating it. Wait, what if she don't? This is like the start of a movie as well. Where I have a podcast like and this. I request my dad's ex-girlfriend to send me a voicemail and then she sends it and then what? What happens? Write the movie. The, Who you, write the movie you, on your you guys become friends. Okay. And you guys help each other because you're both trying to date. Even though you're in such different parts of your life, mm-hmm. you're both going through so many similar things and you both just want to understand your dad more. Oh my God. And you both feel... Guilty moving on 
with your life. She feels guilty moving on romantically because she was with your dad. You feel guilty letting another man into your life because your dad was the man in your life. Oh my God. I can't wait to watch it. You have just written my uh, indie future feature (laughs) debut that will debut at South by Southwest next year. (laughs) And if you're not available to play yourself, we'll get Lonnie Love, Mm. your twin. (laughs) (laughs) Can I play like a best friend or something? Yes. Okay. Okay. You'll definitely be in it. I'm just trying to wear a care. (laughs) Perfect. I love it. You're like, here's the idea. I won't write it, but let me be in it. So perfect. I can't wait. You're in it. I love it. Okay. Poonam, I ask most of my guests, I believe there's only three or four people I haven't asked, but would you date me? Yes, absolutely I would. Uh, and it, I would be so happy. And actually, it would probably make me believe in monogamy more. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I would date you. Thank you so much. I I am a very good girlfriend. I give a lot of gifts. I am very giving and bad. I am <laughs> very fun to be around, and I like to travel, and I like to treat. So, uh oh. If any listeners, um, you know, want to hit me up, uh, honestly, <laughs> they probably will. Uh, the most feedback I've gotten from my guest is people slide into the DMs. Wait, I know that's like maybe supposed to be a negative, but what if that's my meet cute? It might be, <gasps> and no one has. Oh no, I think a couple people have gone out with people who've slid into their DMs. And it's been okay. No one has, like, made a concrete relationship out okay. of it. And I'm waiting for it. Maybe it's you. Maybe I should post, like, a cute picture of myself, okay. like, a recent one so they can post see Post a cute it. pic when we post this. And then tell me what is your ideal man. Someone who can make me laugh. Okay. Someone who isn't cheap. Okay. I don't need you to, like, pay for everything. But, like, I like to treat people. So I would like, like someone yeah. who wants to treat me. Someone who's not like, Venmo me for half. Yeah, Exactly. Someone who actually likes to travel, just doesn't want to talk about it all the time, mm-hmm. but, like, actually wants to, like, okay, just go. Okay, buy a ticket and go. And you have to love food, and you have to like splitting things, like okay. getting a bunch of stuff and splitting it. Like, I can't date someone who's just like, I'm going to get this, and you're going to get that, and we're not going to mm-hmm. touch each other's plates. And then looks-wise. Oh, right. <laughs> um, no, no, you were going yeah. not shallow. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm trying to be less shallow. <laughs> I'm very shallow. <laughs> me too. You know, looks-wise, I will say it has really run the gamut for me. But, you know, there is something attractive about someone who is at least a little bit taller and bigger than you because— How tall I, are you? I'm like five four and a half, so it's not, okay. not that hard so to be five, taller. So five, five and up. Five, five and up. Someone who, like, makes me feel a little, like, petite. Okay. I don't need someone, like, super buff because I don't want someone too attractive because it'll just make me feel unattractive. Mm-hmm. But I— Want someone who, like, you know, is healthy, like, who's, like, and that's not even, like, a weight or a size, but just, like, doesn't look unhealthy. Exactly. There's people, like, at any size, like, when you look at them, they just, like, look like, oh, my God, you probably Mm -hmm. have a messy apartment and just eat cheese all the time, Mm -hmm. which I love, but, you know, like, something. You got to get out of the house. You got to see some sunlight. Yeah, I guess not even a physical thing. It's just someone, you know, here's what it is. I'm getting to the bottom of it. Someone who cares about themselves. Ah. That's what it is. And that can physically manifest in different ways. But, like, there's just certain people you meet, and I'm like, you just don't even care about yourself, mm-hmm. and I can't help you with that. I think that's good. So if you're taller than 5'5", five five, you are a little burly, maybe lumberjack-esque. You like to travel. You got your own money. You like to split dinners. You're a, you like to tee-hee-hee. Slide into Poonam's DMs. Please. What's your Instagram handle? Big Poonam. 
<laughs> which is also my corporation name. <laughs> yes! Uh, honestly, very funny. I love it. Yeah. Okay, we've uh, come to the end. Do you have anything that you want to promote? Actually, I'm going to be on um, a part of a new Netflix show called Special that comes out April 12th, I believe, on Netflix. All eight episodes drop. It's an amazing show written by the very talented Ryan O'Connell, which I believe you know as well. Yes, yes, yes. Um, It is about his life being gay with cerebral palsy. It's so hilarious. It's got so much heart. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It'll make you come. So, And when does it come out? April 12th. That's so exciting. What a treat. Yes, I think people will really like it. Ah, Poonam, it's delightful to talk to you. You too. You're just a real dream. I just love you so much. I'm so glad we're doing it more. Right? Because people don't know, but like, yeah, recently is when we just really started hanging out. But we had been dreaming about hanging out for a long time. And it's weird. It's a very LA thing to be like, let's hang out. And then you never hang out. Yeah. But I was like, I genuinely like you. I want yes. more brown friends. Yes. You're a good, normal brown friend. Because I've I've found some brown friends who are a little too much. Yeah. and A little exhausting. A little exhausting. And I said, oh, I don't Can't know just live. if you're my brown friend, right. if you're the brown friend for me. <laughs> but you're great. I fucking love you. Um, okay. So, honestly, Poonam is in so much stuff. Like, if you just keep your little eyes peeled, you'll see her. And she'll be so funny. Uh, if you like this episode of Oh, I Want You Date Me, you can subscribe on iTunes or just keep listening wherever the fuck you listen to it. And if you send me a nasty little message hitting on me, I'll read it. So oh, no. this person <laughs> slid into my Instagram DMs and said, I want to suck on your titties until they bleed out of <gasps> the, the little areolas and then lick your pussy like the ice cream is melting haphazardly to the point it's uncomfortable to watch. Oh. Okay. That's that not is... how areolas work. What? That's not how areolas work. No, I guess nothing comes out of the areola. Things only come out of the nipple. Right. And also, you can't suck it till it bleeds. Well, I guess you could suck it till it's chafed. And then if you keep sucking it after it's chafed, it might start bleeding. Right. Or if you, like, dry out mm-hmm. the thing and it cracks. And then, anyways. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> Here's another one. Hey, Nicole, you want to play Barbie? I'll be Ken and you can be the box I come in. Um, This person, I don't know what your sexual orientation is, but I did hit your profile and you are very attractive. (laughs) So if you are a a man who is inclined to date a woman one day, any day, hit me up again because uh, your pickup line was fine, but you fine. Oh, boy. I should go home. (laughs) Okay, that's it. Bye. Bye. This has been a Team Coco production. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... I got the charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Hello. Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. (laughs) No, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera.
Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. 